you name it. And again, you probably have facts on your side to suggest that you are in the right here and that they should be listening to you and they should be appreciating your help and they should be working a little harder. Maybe their grades are low because they're just not putting in the effort. You, you may be right in all of that, but that doesn't mean you're going to make change. None of this works. None of this actually is leadership. None of this will get to anything that ha- has a good ending. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Folks, welcome back to Counselors Can Help. Let's get back to talking about it. I am your host, Merrill Fink. We are here today to discuss winning, losing, any number of things, I guess, relating to, it's more of a relationship show today, but is certainly applicable to the change things that we've been discussing this whole time. All the things still apply, really. You're going to try to change something in your relationship, be that be uh, spouse interaction, kids, somebody at work, extended family. There's some relationship that is not going well, maybe many of them. And we're going to try to figure out today a bit of a, a change of attitude, a mindset. Um, so it is a bit of a change show, but we are going to, I guess, get back into a bit of what tends to bog people down in relationships, especially when something's gone wrong or sort of gone off the rails. So before I get into that, please remind you, rate the show that is so meaningful, send it to someone else. Don't keep it a secret. If, you've, if you're listening to this show and you think it's good, somebody else will too. You are not alone in this. And so uh, I, I do recommend that you pass it around as you can. And uh, as I said before, I'm not asking for any money for the show at all. This is commercial free. And um, I just want results and uh, want to see more people benefit from the time that I spend doing this. And so today we are going to get back to relationship discussion and what tends to bog people down. And it's somewhat of a same old, same old in that there's a conflict. We don't necessarily think of it as winning and losing at the time, but something gets said or something happened or something that we are trying to resolve stirs up in us great feelings of frustration, anger, anxiety, whatever it is, and then we sort of lash out or just don't act in our best interests. Um, None of this makes any sense at all. It's not very logical, but we do it. Everyone does it. Why? Well, I I think I might have said before or in the past shows, this is the idea of the story. When that person says the thing or your child insults you, or you know some something that's pretty sensitive or you feel insulted you immediately have a physical reaction which with that reaction comes a story of probably a lot of negative things a lot of negative things about the person who just said the thing a lot of negative things about the situation that we're involved in whatever you've got a thing you're trying to work out it's not getting worked out to your satisfaction 
now the person just said something to you that you find very insulting and now you lash out and they lash out and now here you go. Now you're in a, you're not in a good cycle. Nothing's getting solved. Again, we're back to the story. The story is the other person will never get it. I am right. They are wrong. Um, See how they do this every time. If it's a child, they're such, they're so ungrateful. Um, They don't appreciate that I am trying to help them, that I have this wisdom I'm trying to bestow upon them, and they're not listening. Okay? This is all a story. And as I've said before, it doesn't matter if you're right. You can decide at some point whether you're not going to interact with that person anymore because they don't get it. They don't understand. They're too hard to work with. Well, try doing that with your kids or, again, a spouse. Now, that's not so easy to just walk away from that person, right? So listening to the story, listening to how you are right, trying to prove that you are right and doing it in a loud way because I'm right, I now get to yell. I now get to complain because I am upset. I get to fire back when the other person says something that's insensitive or whatever it is or I don't agree with. I now have a right to do that. And certainly you do but it's probably not going to help. Again, we're wired this way for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why we are, but we are wired this way. We tend to defend negative feelings pretty quickly. And those defenses never really seem to have a way towards working our way out of this thing. Other than the other person needs to just admit they are wrong and do what I want them to do or stop doing what they're doing right now, or make a different choice, or, you know, you name it. And again, you probably have facts on your side to suggest that you are in the right here, and that they should be listening to you, and they should be appreciating your help, and they should be working a little harder. Maybe their grades are low because they're just not putting in the effort. You, you may be right in all of that, but that doesn't mean you're going to make change. None of this works. None of this actually is leadership. None of this will get to anything that has a good ending. It just is conflict. And then, so now we're, we're mad. We say things and now guess what? We're going to spend the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, days having fake arguments in our head with the other person, or at least running through a list of why we are right and they are wrong. And why this situation never is going to change and blah, blah, blah. Again, completely useless. Complete waste of time. Not going to get us anywhere. But again, we do it. So, uh, question then becomes, what's, what's the different way? How, how to reassess what we're doing here? Um, I have some, I guess, a sports idea. And it comes down to, I've recently been, I play a little bit of golf, but it it can be golf. It can be any other sport. It can be a musical instrument. Ultimately, uh, I've been to see a teacher occasionally and the, the, the instructor, whoever it is trying to help you with teaching you a skill doesn't care so much about why things went wrong one year ago. Hey, this shot I hit was bad, or I can't seem to, I fell down a hill skiing or I made mistakes playing this song or, you know, whatever it is I need, whatever instruction you're working for, 
the teacher, it's almost kind of absurd to have them try to figure out what you did wrong, not in their presence, and how what thing happened a year ago or six months ago or two weeks ago. It's not going to help. They can't help. They weren't there. They don't know. They're, they may have theories, but ultimately, they don't know. So uh, for anyone to sort of figure out what went wrong back then and somehow assign blame or assign some new way to go based on the facts back then, as the days tick by, this becomes less and less productive. It's just, it's just, it's useless. And it, it sticks around in your memory, likely because it's an important thing. If we're talking relationships again in life, well, um, infidelity, uh, people lying, again, people being ungrateful, perhaps abuse, treating you poorly. All these things are big impediments and will leave a mark. They are hard to forget. And it's no wonder why you're upset when you think about this person or what's going on or, you know, the situation you have your reasons and they are legit. That doesn't mean that this way of thinking though, is going to actually change anything. Because if your thinking is, well, the other person needs to change and they need to get their act together. What I've been doing is totally fine. They are the problem. You're, you're not walking towards a solution. Again, maybe you're right. Maybe you have a legit case to, to say all these things, but I think what you'd rather have is a different way going forward, a way to change going forward. So back to the sports example, an instructor of anything is going to have you, you know, if they're a voice coach, if they're, you know, musical instrument, they're going to have you play some, perform some in their presence, and then they're going to sort of assess where you are. And then likely they're going to ask you to do a few more things habitually that will get you to a better result going forward. They're not going to spend a lot of time on why things went wrong back then because, again, it's kind of a waste of time. You're looking for a more harmonious relationship. In the sports example, you're looking to be able to hit the ball farther, straighter, play the instrument better, sing the song purer, whatever instruction you get, dance the dance better. You want that. You want to be able to recall that and do that in the future. If you're in your relationship, you want to be able to discuss and work through things and not have it be a knockdown, drag out, you know, whatever. It's like, I want life to go on much more simply and more effectively. Well, that's what the instructor, me, the therapist is there to do, is to help you with that and try to pick out what's it going to be that's going to help things going forward. What are those things? In this case, today we're talking relationships, we're talking conflict. What are the the solid habits? What's the preparation? What's the strategy that's going to get you out of the story, get you out of the past, and get you to something that's a better future? That thing are many things. One is the needs. We've discussed this before. You've got to know And you have to have a discussion with the other person on what they need. And this can seem so obvious to you and perhaps obvious to them. But if it's unsaid, I think you're you're missing an opportunity. You're missing a big opportunity to really figure out how to make your relationship better going forward. You don't have to rehash the past. You can simply say, what kind of parent 
what, what are you looking for from me? What kind of husband, wife, what kind of spouse do you, what, what are you looking for here in this relationship? Not what have I done wrong in the past? Not let's make a list of all the things that we should have done, could have done, but it's like going forward, what do I need? And you have got to put some time into that. If you are the one who feels wronged and feels like there needs to be a change, well, you've got to figure out what that thing is. What is it that you are looking for? If if the person is making you upset, then draw step back from that and say what it is about that thing that's making me upset. What what is it there that I'm not getting that I need in our relationship going forward? I've got to come up with my quick list of things that I need. And oh by the way, I've got to hear from them what their needs are. And from there, we start solving the problem. Now, in relationships, we're not talking parents and kids here or family. We're just talking uh, relationships where you have a choice whether you want to stay in a relationship with this person. If you can't give them what they need or vice versa, then there's no point. This becomes the entire exercise. You must figure out how we are going to get through these things and give each other what we need. And oh, by the way, probably each of you needs some version of, I need to be able to work with the person and solve issues. We've got to be able to do that fairly quickly and, and, and somewhat less dramatic or you know fairly straightforward. If you're in a long-term relationship, things will come up. There's no way everything's going to go smoothly all the time. Things are going to come up that are not in your control. You're going to have to negotiate your way through them, and you need a way to do that. And one or both of you may get too upset in the moment. One or both of you may get too emotional to have productive conversation, and you need to work on that. There's got to be more productive tone of voice. There's got to be more productive attitude when you're actually trying to solve something as opposed to just hurling accusations and criticism. It won't work. That will not get you to where you need. You, you need some calm moments, and I recommend doing this in calm moments, where you have got to go back and discuss with the person, what is it that's, that we both are looking for here? Uh, I've discussed this in the past. I'm quickly looking on my phone right now. As I go through it, it's not helpful to just say go back and, and listen to shows. I'm trying to direct you to a specific show. I know that I've talked about nonviolent communication before on shows, and I'm quickly scrolling to uh, see where I've discussed sort of the basis of this idea and where it comes from. And uh, let's see, show number I'm looking for. Um, I'm probably going to have to put something in the recording um, as I edit this to to give you some examples, but um, show 27 nonviolent communication. It's a crucial idea. The book nonviolent communication. It's written by Marshall Rosenberg uh, is a great read uh, that I have on my website and it's can get you the details of this thing. What does it sound like? What does it look like? But ultimately I think what we're looking for here is, We've got to figure out what each other need going forward and find answers to that. If you feel like the situation, whatever it is you and your spouse are fighting about, you feel like you're going in a good direction and the other person doesn't, 
then the thing really isn't resolved. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily agree. You just need some sort of, you're looking for a better process, right? Um, If you find that you or they are continually getting upset, that you or they don't seem to be actually listening, or you or they um, misunderstand what they are saying, um, you or they don't want to listen to what each other is saying, you have a broken process. If you find that you or they are getting highly emotional when you talk about any sort of problems, the process is broken. And it may be that you or they or both of you do need some work on becoming less emotional when you're actually working through a problem. Because some people, it isn't about the problem necessarily. The problem in their mind then points to the fact that the other person will leave me. The other person is just going to abandon me. I've always been told I'm stupid. Um, There can be plenty of old crap that is in a person's head that when conflict comes up or any sort of negotiation comes up or anything is pointing to the fact that the other person doesn't agree, that there can be very old, intense, and non-productive thoughts that pop in a person's head. And if that's you, then you got to work on that. You got to get help with that. That's what therapists do. That's what counselors do. Um, if you're going to see a marriage therapist, if you're going to see and getting family therapy, maybe you and your kids, again, a, a, another person in the room who can listen and watch people may be able to point to a person and say, not that you're wrong or your arguments aren't true. It's just that you, you seem to be, get wildly emotional when discussing anything that isn't going the way you want it to go. And that is not going to ever be a great formula for success. You have to be able to stay calm, listen, or ask for a timeout, go get your thoughts together, and somehow present a cogent argument about what you want going forward. And again, the argument thing isn't so much a what we're, what we're focusing on today, we're not trying to figure out how to make your arguments better. It's how to get along, how to, how to have a better interaction. Sometimes, and we've all had these thoughts, everyone, my life would be better if I had a different spouse. You're going to have this thought for a second or longer. And it's not a bad mental exercise to do. Because I think what most people find is when they run that mental exercise, they may find that, uh, you know, given it, now that I've given it more thought, that's really not at all guaranteed um, that I could find someone else down the road that has maybe different problems, but problems nonetheless, uh, crazy family members, um, unruly kids, a situation that I'm not happy with. There's no guarantee that just because you leave a relationship, you're going to find a better one down the road. Okay. Now, um, now, again, careful of that thought. That thought will always tell you, ooh, this person is the person for me. I need to leave the person I'm with because that person that I'm with is broken. Well, maybe. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't just believe that thought right off the bat. You need to give that some serious thought and and don't just sort of act on that impulse thinking that just because I'm I'm in a bad situation, I just go to anyone else and I'm going to find something better. So what does that leave you with? Well, for me, I'll be honest, that leaves me with, I better work on a better marriage that I have. I better, why don't I, why don't I just do better with my wife and I? Why can't we 
have a better relationship? Why can't we make ours the best that it can be? Let's do that. That's way simpler, way less expensive. It's just a better life. And so it comes down to how do we make this better? And what do we, how do we get around to a better way of working things out? How do we slowly methodically work through the life that we want to have and discuss it, like openly discuss every aspect of your life. What, what could make this better? How could we do this better? How can we support each other? How can we encourage each other and, and keep our life, our situation, our future better? I want to have a, a good future. I want to feel like my future is bright and it's exciting and, and I'll get to fulfill my dreams. And, and so do they. So I would rather take that mentality of how do I make what I have better because I married this person for a reason and so did they, right? It's like we, we didn't just meet in an alley and we were in a lottery system somehow and most likely, chances are, pretty sure, we married each other because we saw plenty good in each other. And that doesn't just disappear. That doesn't just go away. Now, bad things can happen, which can tarnish our view of the other person. I totally understand that. And sometimes the thing isn't fixable. Again, back to the needs discussion. If you can't give each other what you need and can't find a way to negotiate that going forward, you will split. It may not be now. It may not be a year from now, but it, it ultimately it will happen. Or it'll be, it will just be the most miserable thing um, that you can imagine. And that's especially painful when you feel like you and a child, you know, a relationship that you can't just walk away from is, is sort of going down that road. That's, oh God, that's awful. That's terrible. Hard, very difficult, not easy. And so it gets back to the idea of how do I make this thing the best we can going forward? What, what are the, the best things to do? The needs idea is is an important part of it and and unloading the idea of I need to be right or they are wrong or, you know, old memories of abuse in the past or whatever it is. It's like we've got to figure out a better plan going forward and, and be honest with the other person as to what you're willing to negotiate with and how you're willing to both, both get there. And if you're wronged, if you have a habit of just sort of blurting that out and again, now you're in an argument with the other person, you're never going to resolve that wrong. It's just not going to happen. You're too upset. You've now made them upset. One, one exercise that I often do with couples is sort of go through the pattern. You know, sometimes we do this on the board and, and talk about like a typical argument. And we've, we've talked about patterns before the idea of identifying the pattern is to say, well, how do we avoid that? How do we not do that? That seems to get us to a very bad place. Let's look at how we get there. What do our fights look like? And how do we just do something different? How do we change that? That's a very important idea. And all these ideas that lead to a better future, a brighter future, especially in any kind of relationship, is figuring out what is our pattern? How do we break away from that? And how do I change how I interact with the other person? And likely, if you're in a very tough place with a person, you haven't been very encouraging you haven't been very um, uplifting or thanking them or appreciative or, and probably for good reason. But, but if that's, if you're going to stay in that mindset of I've been wronged 
you will always have a bad relationship with this person. It just, it just, it's a fact. It's like gravity. That's just what's going to happen. So I highly encourage, highly um, emphasize the idea of getting out of this mindset of right, wrong, win, loss, defend myself, and get more to this idea of here's where I'm unhappy. These are my needs. Let's hear your side of the story. What are you trying to get to? And let's make our future better. Let's figure out how we work with each other better going forward. Let's, how do we every day try to do something a little bit better? You won't fix it all in a day. And I've, I've mentioned this on plenty of shows. And in fact, the change series, you can't solve it all in a day. And even if you pick something to work on, likely there's still plenty left to do that will still hang around and tell you that all is lost and make you upset, that the things you're working on aren't enough. Well, you have to ignore that. You have to set that aside and say, we're going to work on doing something better that we know we can do and figure out how to knock these problems down one at a time and have a better and better relationship going forward. It is so worth it. It is such a mindset changer the minute you start seeing what's going right, again, pointing out things that are going well, things that they have done, changes that you see in them, encouraging them, this changes the dialogue. Even though the change is small, the change may seem insignificant at the moment, may not be about or relating to the thing you're really upset with them about, it's fine. Pick something, work on it, change the dialogue, change the pattern. That's your way out. It's not about figuring out who was right back then. That will never get you to where you want to be. It will never bear fruit. Um, sort of rubbing the other person's nose in it is never going to be a path to success. And this is obviously where, where many times I always talk about uh, couples and parents Parents get stuck in this paradigm way too often. Yes, when you're a parent and your child is two, you are right. But that needs to start to adjust over time. There's going to be, you know, as they become more towards adult, they're going to have their own opinions and own ideas and own needs. And you have to adjust to that. And sometimes you're really lucky and you have a child who is, thinks like you do, is a self-starter, is good at everything, that happens. That's not the norm. (laughs) Let me just tell you, there are plenty of good kids out there, but you're going to have conflict with your child sooner or later. It's going to happen over something big. And if you take that old attitude of sort of the I'm right paradigm into this thing, this major thing that you disagree over could could turn into a, a, a relationship wrecker. And feed into more of the same going forward. You don't want that with your kids. So I've been a bit on a diatribe on this show. I know. I realize it. But it's important. It's a huge mind shift of how to get out of conflict and how to get past very painful things and how to negotiate, how to See if the other person is okay with what we've negotiated. Check in on them. Find out more how they think about it, what they, what they are recommending. What are they asking for? What is it that they're really upset about? 
Maybe they're not upset about the money. Maybe they're upset about the fact that you told them how it was going to go. And this is always how you resolve these things. That might be the thing that makes them upset. So it's not that you're necessarily factually wrong in this case. It may be how you go about it. And changing how you go about it to a more positive way likely induces a much more positive outlook from you. This is the, the money shot that people tend to not really realize when they learn and relearn or are told these ideas about conflict and resolution and trying to see what's going right and try to shoot more for negotiating for what each other's needs, getting to success. You have a much better attitude about life. It just, it just happens sort of organically. And that's the, the beauty of the thing. So I hope that is meaningful and is understood by those of you out there that are going through relationship distress. I really encourage you, go see a therapist. If it's not the initial one that you want to see or you both agree, I mean, you may have to shop around a little bit. And that's okay. That's totally normal. That's very often not unusual. Or... If that isn't in the cards in the near term, again, the needs discussion, these things that we've talked about on the show are not impossible tasks for you to do on your own to start the, the ball rolling and changing the dialogue with your spouse or your child or your coworker or your neighbor or your parent. There's ways to do it. Start small. Start with something that you can control. Figure out what you want going forward and try to make that happen. Okay. So appreciate you listening. I know I was maybe a bit more, um, I don't know. What's the right word? A little more feisty today over, over this issue, but I think it's, it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial to success in relationships is, is the attitude shift of how do we get a better future? We can do it. We can have it. We can make it happen. There are ways to do it. If you need someone to help you with that, that's totally normal. Find someone who can help you um, and, and go forward with them. I do encourage you to do that. Absolutely. Well, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening and I hope to see you again on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.